Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. To Australia we head now with Julian now, King. Boise Simmons Territory. Mark Watson. How are you? Say hello to you. How are you? Oh, very well, my friend. Hey, listen, Mark. Mark, let me ask you this. We somehow morphed into a discussion about chocolate bars this morning. Now, my illustrious colleague Joel Kane is a big fan of the Morrow Bar, and um, I'm led to believe that it is a big seller over there in New Zealand. Is that right? Quintessential New Zealand, my good man. Quintessential New Zealand. It's just like Farlap, mm. just like Split Ends, um, <laughs> all of those Russell wonderful... Crow. Yeah, Russell Crowe. See, I wouldn't know about yeah. it because being a former sort of triathlete, I don't put two-stroke in the Ferrari, mate, but they are big. Don't put two-stroke in can, the You can Ferrari. take that one. You can make that an Australian saying. I'm sure you will. I put I picked you as more of an EV kind of guy these days, uh, Mark Watson. <laughs> Morrow, I always call him the, the poor man's Mars bar, the Morrow bar. No, we go the other way. We go the other way. See, we're a young country and therefore we do, uh, therefore it's called evolution. But like the accent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, the New Zealand Warriors, 22-14. Uh, they came out of the blocks early, didn't they, against the Roosters, 8-0. Uh, wasn't the greatest game, but I just feel like it, at times maybe this was one they left on the table. Yeah, look, the big discussion over here, as often is the case with the Warriors, that we were playing 14 men, that the referee was not on our side. Now, I haven't read a lot of it, and I don't like to always go and blame the referees, but there was a lot of discussion over maybe the inconsistencies by the referees in that game. But look, I look, the Warriors, they're just not an 80-minute team at the moment. I think they show what they're capable of but they've got to learn to do it for 80 minutes and really good first half, very, very poor second half. It's interesting. There's been so much speculation about Kalen Ponga, whether he will leave the Newcastle Knights and join Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins. So then, you know, will that set off some kind of merry-go-round with Cam Munster's future undecided at Melbourne? If, if they lose Ponga, Newcastle, do they make a play for Munster? If Bennett misses out on both of them, does he go big for Reese Walsh? What's the feeling over there? Do you feel like Walsh's time at the Warriors is limited? Oh, yeah, look, it's funny, isn't it? At the start of the year, we felt we were going to lose Reese Walsh. Now there's a lot of discussion that he is going to end up staying. Um, but Bennett is a guy that I think players want to play for, and that's always going to be the challenge for the Warriors here. We just haven't got that culture. We just don't have that legacy where we have world-class players saying, hey, we want to come and play for the Warriors. And if, you, you know, to, to learn under Wayne Bennett, oh, you know, I think if he really decides um, that he wants to go after him, he'll, he'll get him. Um, but, you know, uh, wouldn't it be great if the Warriors could pick up a player like Ponga? But again, they're not going to come over here. They're not going to play in New Zealand. They're not going to do that trip across the Tasman all the time. Well, didn't Ponga suggest that he could jump ship to rugby and play for the All Blacks? 
Yeah, easier said than done. Where does he play? Where does he play in the 15-man game? <laughs> Every rugby league well, convert thing, seems to know. play second 5-8. Is he going to go past Roger Tuivasa-Shek? Um, forward play in rugby is a lot more technical than what you see in rugby league. And yeah. then when it comes to outside backs and those other areas, well, I mean, we've got so much depth. So, look, it's a nice romantic notion, but I think that's about just upping his value, isn't it? That's just playing one off against the other. That's just, well, that, that that's what player agents and players do. They all do it. Hey, let's talk about the Super Rugby. We just look this this plethora of red cars that we're seeing. Mark again, a, a bit of a talking point after the weekend's action. I mean, uh, what have you made of it, and what's the feedback been over in SENZ? Well, look, I've got Cody Nielsen sitting right here, who's head of the Auckland Rugby referee. So I'm going to get him to answer that question. This is the man who basically runs refereeing here in Auckland. So he's he's better to answer this question in regards to the red cards, Cody. Perfect. You're going across Australia, Cody. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Hey, good morning to you. Cody. On behalf of all our listeners here. Good morning. Hey, yeah, I think we are seeing uh, red cards coming into the game more and more. And I think we were just discussing in studio here that that really is down to safety. Um, and, and what we're seeing is because we're trying to knock down in, in, in the junior grades, what you're seeing is a, a stricter thing. But also that introduction of the 20-minute red card does make a difference as well. So I think referees are less hesitant to use it. There you go. Nice and succinct. New Zealand team back on top, the the Blues leapfrogging the Brumbies. Are, are they the team to beat at the moment, Auckland? It's interesting. I had Steve Devine uh, in studio the other day. Steve um, grew up in northern New South Wales there and ended up playing 10 tests for the All Blacks. And he felt that the loser of that game between the Crusaders and the Blues would end up winning the competition for the fact that they would take valuable learnings away from it. Um, are Auckland good enough? Are the Blues good enough? Oh. They're, I don't know, they, they maybe just lack a Sean Fitzpatrick. They maybe just lack um, that hardness that sometimes comes with time in the game. Certainly got excitement, certainly got flair. I think what a lot of us are just waiting for is to see some real consistencies from Roger Tuivasa-Shek and what he does bring week in, week out. We saw glimpses of it through the first two rounds, a couple of defensive lapses. But look, I think if he can... You know, if, if if he can get some regular game time, he might, along with Bowden Barrett, yeah, he, they might be good enough to go the whole way. The big challenge, and I'll throw this back on you, do, they, mm. do the Australian Super Rugby franchises genuinely believe they can beat the New Zealand franchises? Because from what I've seen, I, I'm not convinced. As a fan, no. I mean, look what happened last year. I think the Reds were the dominant Australian team and they got absolutely pumped in the final, which which showed the gulf in talent. I mean, the Waratahs, they're, they're a team on the rebuild after a shocking season last season. We saw Michael Hooper actually make his return to the side. And, and this is a thing. We need to bring these guys back. Um, but having said that, the Waratahs in particular, Newsom at fullback, Donaldson, looks uh, like he's got some class touch there at number 10. So they're building to the future. The Reds have shown um, that they've got some, some class as well. And Brad Thorne now, funnily enough, been mooted as the next potential Wallabies coach, which is really interesting. And, and a few of the naysayers saying that um, you know, they don't agree with his methods. And then the Queensland Rugby, uh, Rugby Union have come out and sort of knocked that on the head and saying, well, this is wrong. Dan McKellar's next in line. Of course, Dave Rennie not going anywhere at the moment. But uh, let me ask you this. I mean, as a New Zealander, how do you feel about somebody like Brad Thorne potentially coaching the Wallabies? Are you okay with it? 
Yeah, no, no problem at all. I mean, yes, yeah. he played for the All Blacks. We didn't really have a problem with Dave Rennie. I think the biggest issue here in New Zealand is the fact that we get so caught up in trying to keep our marquee All Blacks here, almost to the point where they sort of hold a bit of a financial gun to our head. Oh, we can't win the World Cup if we don't keep this player. But then on the other side, we do nothing to keep our top coaches here and all of our intellectual property disappears overseas. I don't think, personally, Brad Thorne, is good enough. I don't think he's paid his dues at, an, at enough to suddenly step into um, into the role of head coach for the Wallapies. I think it would be a step backwards. I'd like to see him spend some time overseas in the Northern Hemisphere. It's interesting, this notion of intellectual property. Sometimes, I think when it comes to the coaching ranks, though, Mark, I'm all for the greater good, particularly anything that will lift the profile of rugby in this country. You know, And we're looking like we're going to host another World Cup, which is good because, as you know, it's really fallen down the pecking order when it comes to the football codes, and it's fallen out of the imagination of the public. And we, uh, Raylan Castle, when she was CEO, speaking of New Zealand as an intellectual property, she said the one thing that this country needs to do to revive rugby is to win the Bledisloe Cup. So with that in mind, for the good of the game, would you guys mind maybe just not playing at your best in the Bledisloe Cup and allow us to, to lift that cup once? Oh, look, if we had an Australian referee, you'd probably win it anyway, wouldn't you? Um, that, that's just a tongue-in-cheek comment off the back of the way <laughs> the refereeing yesterday. Hey, just a quick question, tongue-in-cheek, of yes. course, um, mm. but is it true in Australia that both Ned Kelly and Chopper Eat are national heroes? Next. <laughs> Next. Oh. I'm just like trying to gain. I'm just, try- yeah, I'm just trying to gain a bit of a mindset. You know, you guys. There's a perception about Australians not always being good sports. If you live here in New Zealand, I was just wondering if there was any sort of, you know, if we could sort of, you know, maybe that was sort of the overriding problem. Let's just call them uh, colourful characters and leave it at that. Just very quickly before I let you go, before we let each other go, the Wellington Phoenix, uh, this shouldn't go unmentioned, made their return to New Zealand yesterday, albeit a 4-0 loss to the Mariners. But, you know, people forget, I think, uh, with all the COVID chaos that's happened around the globe, uh, how much of a sacrifice these New Zealand teams based in Australian competitions have had to make. Well, look, I mean, I think the positive is that they don't have to travel across the ditch every second week and therefore they're probably a lot more settled and not having to constantly make the adjustment. But yes, they don't get to play in front of their fans. They don't get that tribalism. And I think let's not underestimate that. You've only got to see what Anfield does for Liverpool Football Club and um, Yellow Fever here is sort of what you know what they've been trying to establish since um, the inception of the Wellington Phoenix. So look, it's not easy for any of the franchises. Not easy for the players being away from family. Um, and as we talk about, I mean, how can and you expect New Zealand teams to perform when they don't have access to a New Zealand-made Moro. Yeah, very good point. You've got to have the Moro bar. It's, the, it is the, it's all it about is the, the Moro champions. bar. It is the fuel of champions, Mark. Now, what did you learn? Hey, just quickly, yes, what did you on. learn? Just reinforce this. I want you to say this 10 times. Do not put two-stroke in the Ferrari. I'm just writing that down. In fact, I'm going to get that tattooed on my arm right now. Do not put two-stroke in a Ferrari. And so I'll, save it for the Victor Lawnmower. And, I'll, th- and, and, and I'll throw you one more. Do not confuse ability with ambition. Okay. That's, that's very you like that one? Mode. You like that one? There are oh, a couple of Watto-isms. <laughs> Watto-isms. <laughs> Thank you, Watto. Thank you, mate. We'll catch you next Monday. There he is. Yeah, there you go, Julian King uh, from our sister stations over there in Australia. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.